Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast, with the degenerates today, with an audio review. The B team. The, yeah, just the clear B team. We're, we're coming at you today, me and Mike, with an audio review of the Alcatus, Alcatus, Alcatus? I've said Alcatus in my head. Oh, I've been calling it an Alcatus. Doesn't sound right. It's never sounded right. But we're coming at you today with an audio review of the Alcatus Opus Thirty Nine. So yeah. welcome, Mike. For you. I, is this your first audio review? I believe it is. Yeah. Well, I record a lot of them just by myself, but they don't get published. Uh, mine either. I, I yeah. usually they're in the shower and I'm crying, um, but it's not a big yeah. deal. So we've got an audio review with us degenerates. Where we are the reason for. Uh, the editing of both the, of all the podcast uh, content. So yeah. yeah, proudly Godspeed to you, my friends, because it's a, it could get weird. We don't yeah. know yet. Like I said, we're talking the Alcatus Opus 39 and Mike, why don't you, uh, since you're a little bit more familiar with this brand than I am, why don't you give us an intro into this brand real quick? Yeah, for sure. So uh, one of the, at least they hear them tell it, uh, one of the only, uh, micro certainly micro brands, if not brands, that's actually based in Malaysia proper, um, and they make that a point of pride. Um, uh, started kind of the genesis was around 2017 um, when the founder Yukong had been collecting watches for about five years and kind of wanted to do his own thing. Um, you know, not an atypical story for a micro brand, obviously. Um, no, that tracks, collector. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Collector wants to do his own thing, um, has ideas. So, you know, uh, he actually, the Opus 39, the Opus collection, is the first model that they've put out. And it actually uh, launched last year on Kickstarter, but was not successfully funded. Um, what he ended up doing uh, was creating a small run mm-hmm. anyway. Um, which sold presumably pretty well because of the initial run, um, which are we have initial run pieces. Mm-hmm. Oh, so um, we have production which, pieces, huh? Yeah, so we have full production pieces, and they feature the ETA 2824, which uh, we can get into that in a little bit or maybe cap off the review. Um, he continued, they sold well enough. He, I think he just said, you know, I think this is still valuable, but at a different price point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I believe that the plan is he still has a couple of the white and the black dials in stock. Uh, the plan, though, is to uh, relaunch kind of B2 version two with a Miyota 9019 mm. and a much lower price point. Hopefully um, he does only the Phantom Gray because the full loomed dial is dope. Really cool. Yes. Really cool. So it's going to be. The Phantom Gray, the Black Lacquer, the White Lacquer, um, and then a pink, teal, gray, and uh, blue dial, I believe. That's a lot of colors. A lot of options. But uh, I think that's kind of the only choice you need to make. You know, we've seen a lot of Kickstarters that kind of upfront you have to choose like 15 different things, and it's... For this is it's just all you're choosing is the dial color. 
Which is, which is probably the wise way to go on Kickstarter because I imagine yes. a lot of the, when you have a dozen options on Kickstarter, some of those watches are one of a kind. Yeah. Yeah, that's that yeah. becomes problematic in the way of production. Yeah, that's a, that's a back-end issue that I think people don't think about. And we do love those back-end issues. So Oof. let's dive yeah. into this watch. I forgot to pull up specs on it because I'm on Everett's computer in our new I got you. studio. Um, 39 millimeter case. It's got this, it's got a Salita movement, correct? Um, uh, so the ones we're handling have ETA 20, oh yeah, the ETA, twos. ETA movements Originally, and they have a skeletonized, a yeah. 92. Mm-hmm. Um, but that price down and then it's going to be down even to the 9019 Miyota. But we have the, uh, with the custom gold rotor, um, uh, which is nice. It's um, super I don't care. cool. I don't care about see-through case backs. Um, I understand, especially for like non-entrenched watch people, they're really cool. Um, And I think at a very, very high end, they're very cool. Um, That said, if you're going to do one on a more run-of-the-mill movement, having an actual custom rotor is where it's at. And mm-hmm. I think this one is super cool. Yeah, they, they nailed it on this because I'm, I'm in the same boat you are. I, I could care less about being able to see the movement of my watch because I yeah. wear it. Um, I've, I I really only look at open case packs on review pieces and 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 uh, things of that ilk that we have in my own yeah. uh, exhibition case packs. I don't, I don't ever look Never. at it. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, something to note in the V2, it will be closed case back, mm-hmm. which will add a little bit, um, certainly uh, more uh, sturdiness, uh, though perhaps disappointing for people who say, Ooh, mechanics, yeah. But I mean, whatever, if you're going to a Miyota, nobody needs to see it, just just turn over nobody any of the other watches you have, yeah. you have that movement available. For and you. I'm sure closing the case back is shaving off a couple of dollars, as is not doing a custom rotor. So yeah, gonna, gonna say, that, I, I think it's a win overall. Yeah, so uh, we, you want to run me through the dimensions on this real quick? I, yeah, I think you so have it up. 39 millimeters, um, the 20 millimeter lugs, uh, 45.5. Um, lug to lug and then uh, 13.3 thick without the crystal with the crystal oh really yeah which maybe we could start there yeah let's start there that is the crystal is kind of the first thing you notice and 13.3 you're getting into kind of dive watch thickness Mm -hmm. you know and this is not that. Not even by long shot. This is this is very much a, a dress sport designed watch. Yeah. Um, you know, I have... This is described as a box sapphire. So, you, you know, I think... Refrigerator you, box sapphire. What you told me was basically, you know, he loved the idea of vintage watches. Mm-hmm. And this box element was what he wanted to do. Um it's a two millimeter crystal. It is not small. Um, and for me, um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's disparate from the rest of the watch, which mm-hmm. is very modern. Yeah. Um, the dial, everything about the rest of the watch is modern. Then, then you have this very vintagey, uh, crystal. Well, it's not just modern. It's also very refined. All the, everything about it is very subtle, very refined. It's got a very well polished bezel. 
all the dimensions are great. It's it's a very very discreet dial. Yeah. And then this this box crystal. It it just mm-hmm. it doesn't it's a bit of a design disagreement. Yeah. And I I I I'd love to have seen this either a with a shallower box crystal or maybe something uh, that we've been seeing in some micros lately is the uh dome crystal but with the beveled edge. Mhm. Could yeah. look really cool on a watch with, like you said, really sharp, crisp lines like this. And I think if they cut the the, I think if they cut the the crystal height in half, and yeah. then beveled the edge, this this would be a, a an absolutely phenomenal watch. And the the selling price on these right now is six six fifty seven six fifty seven for pre order, and they'll MSRP. It, I wanted to say like eight. Well, so yeah, so what it is is. Uh, the, the remaining pieces, he's got, I believe, about six in stock, three of the black, three of the white. Uh, that's all that remains of the Etta with the open case back. Um, those are 657 um, or 637, um, right around there. Uh, those That's what they're selling at. That's the price. If you want one, that's what you're getting in it. Um, the V2 will launch around $400 on Kickstarter. Oh wow, that's a that's a significant price difference. Yeah, and and everything other than the case back and the movement, everything is identical. So really I mean, unless you're hyper focused on the movement, I mean, you're still getting a great movement and I think a really cool watch though, you know, as we'll get into, I think a little there uh it, it struggles to define itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a there's a bit of a disconnect, and I was I was talking. I mean, we've talked about this watch most of the day, and it, yeah, this watch is going to be for a lot of people. A lot of people yeah. are going to dig it. It's just a slight, it's a slight miss for me in the way of the design language because everything else about this watch, besides that disagreement between uh, the collision of modern and yeah. vintage is terrific the dimensions are great it wears super comfortable we've got a quick release leather strap quick release bracelet with solid end links how do you like these leather straps i like it they're i really liked them they're yeah i i've worn the bracelet only to say that i've worn the bracelet sure i liked it it's there's nothing special about it besides the quick release solid end links i like the detailing on the inside of the clasp kind of a uh that a perlage there? Yeah, kind of a, a perlage finishing, which is yeah wholly unnecessary. And I think, as a result, a really nice touch because it's on as the inside is the of the loomed clasp. crown. Yeah, the loomed crown, the stamp. Useless and awesome. Yeah, I like just all these little amenities to this watch that are super cool. Uh, yeah, in, are a stamped kind of an etched actually an etched buckle on the etched. leather strap. Yeah, I, I I really like, you know, I think we're used to, and, and as they do on the clasp of the bracelet, which is, you know, a generic, I think, micro brand oyster bracelet with a generic clasp that's, sta- that's not even, sta- I mean, it's etched in, right? Mm-hmm. It's super generic. Here, here are our letters. For the leather clasp, they went a little bit further um, and did a bit of frosting and mm-hmm. then a polished name, which I, it, it's just a nice touch that I like. I think, you know, one of the things about this watch is like it or hate it. Um, and on balance, I like it. Uh, the quality and execution is top notch. Yeah, there there is no actual technical 
failures here. Yeah, that all uh, every every detail was done very precisely, very well. And I mean, yeah. you've heard it, and and I, I think this is this is the last time I'll mention it. My my only complaint is the design disagreement. So here's the one thing I'll bring up. Um, let me let me. I'm going to do the compliment sandwich. Shall Ooh. may I? Please. So I love you. You have the white lacquer dial, which is this rich, like milky. Mm-hmm. Um, really almost porcelain, especially with that blue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I held on to, for the, so we could do this, the black lacquer dial, which is, you know, if you guys are familiar with it, just it has this just deep inky and it just sucks light in. But then on occasion and on the edges and rims, it'll just catch a little light, which is really nice. And it does it really nicely on the um, kind of rounded date window, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so... It's not as much of an issue on the black one because that's kind of a the the white on black is a very classic like pilot watch um, thing. But on the white, you have this very like elegant lacquer dial, mm-hmm. and then these pilot hands, yeah. right? And so when I look at the watch as a whole, it's not so much. But when I took some macro photos and all I could see was the white lacquer and the pilot hands, mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's a little confusing too, as far as like, wh- what is this? Cause like mm. pilot watches don't have white lacquer dials, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that was the only thing, but far less, um, far less of a disconnect. And again, when you zoom out and look at the whole watch, not really a problem at all. No, I um, think. And, and oh. to the other slice of bread is the loom is exceptional. I mean, mm. it's even, it charges quickly. I mean, I stepped outside for half a second to toss something in the trash and the loom just exploded when I went back inside. Yeah. It, it's got bright loom. Everett wants me to point out the anodized red ring on the crown stem too. Yes, that is a thing. And mm-hmm. it, uh, the case is also hardened. It's got a oh, really? anti-scratch coating um, we'll that brings that. it up to 800 Vickers, I believe. Wow. Um, which I get as per their website, is four times harder than your typical 316L. This is also a really, really pleasurable watch to wind. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's got that... It, it's tension. It, you don't feel yeah. the wind. You kind of feel the tightening. Yeah. As, as opposed to the, 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 the clicking wind that yeah, is that, also very pleasurable, that, but this is just tension. Yeah. So, next up for me is love in the crown size. Perfect. And the shape, which mm-hmm. gives you, uh, you know, which it, it's a classic pilot shape, right? That flare. Mm-hmm. Kind of pumpkin That comes out, you know, but, and, you know, I think they do a good job of, in my review, which will be up, I guess, once this posts. When is this posting? Yes. Great. Okay. So it'll definitely be up because it's posting on Wednesday. Oh yeah. No, this will, this will beat the audio review or your, your review will beat the audio review. I kind of came, I was trying to kind of classify the watch after I had written my review. And I said, uh, you know, the, it's best conceived of as kind of a go anywhere, do anything pilot watch. Cause it meets Mm -hmm. all of those criteria that KC wrote out in his article, which I agree with. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have, 
100 meters or more, no extraneous features, um, around 40 millimeters, um, and uh, limited complications, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it meets those, but it's also, I think, it is a pilot watch because it has all these pilot elements, the crown, the instrument panel hands, the clean dial, the triangle, which they use the logo, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a pilot watch that feels more at home in the airport lounge than in the cockpit. Yeah, that was just beautifully said. This, to me, feels kind of like the quintessential uh, enthusiast production brand watch. I like these. I like these elements of this watch. I like this element of this watch. It's a bit of a Frankenstein. It is. It's not a true to form anything. It's neither right. a diver nor a sport watch. It's not exactly a pilot's watch, but it's definitely not a dress watch. I right. I had the Sarb and the Bambino side by side. Yeah, and made a little family tree yeah. and sent that to you. And I I think that that sums it up. It it takes a really classically designed sport watch, a very vintage inspired dress watch. And I think this is what you get. Um, all in all, I, I mean, I have, I have no real or valid complaints about this thing. It's, it's a bit of a mishmash of design. It's somebody who likes watches, who, who was passionate about, creating something that they wanted to wear. And they've made something that I think a lot of people are going to wear. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and it's an easy watch to wear, mm-hmm. too. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, our, our, our nit picks are just that, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're nits picked. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this watch. I think it is, like we said, there's no technical flaw here, right? And a lot of people love a gigantic big dome crystal i think a lot of people are going to look at that and say fuck yeah yeah that's awesome yeah they're gonna they're gonna say why isn't it three millimeters yeah right um yeah i mean i mean there's not there are not a lot of issues with this watch Mm -mm. um certainly i i think it's just a matter of you know it 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 struggles to find itself Mm mm-hmm but that's really when you put it under a microscope. Yeah, and which is kind of what we do as as yeah. watch reviewing uh, lake dwellers is we, yeah. we put things under a microscope and we take macro pictures and say, do you yeah. see this imperfection, this speck of yeah. dust? Can you believe it? It's disgusting. Um, yeah, I know. They're just how could they, how could they allow something like that to happen? Yeah. This watch, I I mean, I, I think at the price point it's coming in now for me is north of where I'd want to pay for it. Because this watch, just, it just, it's a little bit of a miss for me. At the $400 what, range, though. I think this is for everyone. Yeah. So so the, the V2, even with the um, what many would consider a lower-end movement, but still a Miyota 9019, I mean, not a movement to scoff at. Yeah. Um, at $400, and it's around there, might be a little under, might be a little over. And I believe the plan is still to offer um, every buyer it'll come with the bracelet and their choice of the leather strap. Um, which which is, is great money. This is one yeah. of my favorite OEM leather straps I've worn. Said the exact same thing in my review. Mm-hmm. It is one of the best I've ever had. Um, you know, I don't know if it's a catalog piece. I don't care. I think it's, it's, it's well done. 
Um, I, I'm a sucker for suede too. I think mm-hmm. you got one of the suede ones. I got, I have the gray suede. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he, it came with two of those, one of the brown leather and the bracelet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I was thinking about the price and even these at six fifty seven. um, considering the quality alone, I think it's spot on. Yeah. Eight. 875 or whatever the full retail was going to be that's a little high for me mm-hmm. 657 for you know etta with a neat custom rotor even though i'd never look at it um you know it, it's a well-made watch and i think the price is there but again you know i don't love it enough to spend that kind of money on it I think six fifty seven is market value too. I think I think when you yeah. start getting into that six fifty to seven hundred dollar range, this is that's the type of watch you're getting. You're getting really yeah. deliberate uh, details. You're getting really well executed yeah. details. Yeah, you should be. And I think this falls into that category of watches appropriately priced in the six to eight hundred dollar range. The finishing on the case is very well done. It's not exceptionally challenging. No. Right? There's not, there, there's I not mean, chamfers. There, there's, there's not a ribbon chamfer. There's mm-hmm. not, there's um, no twisted you know, lugs. There's no angles yeah. on the lugs. It's, I do really like the choice, um, for vertical brushing on the side of the case, yes. as opposed to just horizontal, nothing. Yes. And this watch wears really well for being 13 millimeters. It doesn't feel big because most of, not most, you know, a quarter of your height that you're getting uh, on that watch is coming from the dome crystal. The watch itself wears pretty slim. It's comfortable. It's got a nice compact lug to lug. And it, it's just a really comfortable watch to wear. And with the, with the dome, it grabs all the light and makes it really visible. Even when the loom isn't exploding on the watch. Yeah. That's, I just strapped it on and that's, as you said that, I was noticing like, oh, this is bright, and my room is not well lit right mm-hmm. now. I've and, got the mood lighting going on. You're I'm, welcome. I'm liking it. And with the super polished uh, polished bezel, you're getting more light splashing into that crystal and making it more yeah. visible. It's, it's but also another element yeah. that kind of makes you go, what kind of watch is this? Yeah. And I guess, I guess at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter what kind of watch it is. Mm-hmm. Right. When, when the watch is, you know, there's nothing ugly about the watch. There's Not nothing problematic bit. about the watch. It's, I think, you know, in reviewing watches, we want to put it in a place and say, this is what this watch is. It doesn't matter because everything's executed well. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's a watch with all these features. And if you like those features, you're going to like the watch and the value is going to be there, especially on the V2. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess that's where the period goes. Not well, but. You know? Yeah, there's no it, well but for me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I don't have anything else. To say. I So one thing, we talked about quick release bracelets today. Uh, I, and I'm fully accepting that I'm not going to see quick release bracelets industry-wide. Because there's some watches I don't ever want to take my bracelet off of. I really like the quick release bracelet on this. Because yeah. their leather strap is so good. This is a watch that I would... Th- this is a vacation You don't like watch. it. <laughs> Which, I, I mean, that's the reason to like... That's the whole point of quick release, mm-hmm. right? You know, and Omega just released yeah, they, their they proprietary one. And, you know, 
they show it. They don't just show the bracelet coming off. They show the rubber going on. Mm-hmm. Which you right? need to know about, right? You need to know that rubber went on. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I mean, it's important because accidents can happen. So, I this is a vacation watch for me. It's it's clean. It's refined. It's a go anywhere, do anything. It's got the water resistance, and you've got the quick release bracelet and leather strap. Yeah. You bring a set of lugs and a NATO, and you really don't need anything else when you go out of town. No, easy. Done. All right. Anything else to say, my friend? I got nothing. I, right. I enjoyed this watch. Um, some of the new dial colors are really cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing them. Uh, maybe I, I'll be able to snag one and do a quick update for the website. But the uh, review should be live soon. Ooh, that'd be cool. So look for the... Uh, well, actually, you're going to have already read the review by the time this goes up. So thank you for joining us for this audio hey. review of the Alcatus... Alcatus? We'll decide Alcatus, yeah. Oh, the Alcatus Opus 39. Check them out on their website. You're going to see the Kickstarter going live for V2 coming in at $400 with a Miyota movement and a closed case back. Well, thank you for joining us for this audio review edition of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. Tune back in for all of our full episodes and future audio reviews on the Watch Clicker website. Bye-bye. <laughs>